Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rev It Up Podcast. Super excited to have Nick Bradley with me. Nick is a world-renowned business growth expert who works with entrepreneurs, business leaders, and investors transforming good companies into great ones. Over the last decade, he has built, bought, and sold 22 businesses with a combined valuation of $5.2 billion, with a B, dollars. He also works with private equity and venture capital firms across the UK and the U.S. leading businesses through turnarounds, mergers, acquisitions, and scale-ups. Uh, he is also the co-founder of the Fielding Group, a growth accelerator that helps companies improve business performance in order for entrepreneurs to create freedom, build wealth, and live a life without limits. Originally from Australia, Nick is a dedicated family man who has strong background in physical fitness, having completed 67 marathons and 24 ultra marathons worldwide. He's also a qualified personal trainer and performance coach. And I'd like to welcome you to the show. Jess, thank you very much. You know, it's funny when I hear that. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, wow, is that me? Yeah, I did yeah. do all that. Yeah, I know. So, no, great to be here, man. Great to be here. Well, I tell you what, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm very excited to have you here. And uh, um, so if you could tell us a little bit, Nick, about, um, I always like to let people know where they can find you and, and just jump right into where they can find you and maybe a little bit of back, uh, a little bit about uh, um, what's going on in your current life. Yeah. Okay. I can jump straight into that. Yeah. So um, I, the best place to find me really is I've got a podcast called Scale Up Your Business. Uh, it's about 140 odd episodes in now um, available on iTunes, Spotify and all of that. It's, I kind of started it two years ago and it's been um, transformational in terms of a lot of different things, which we can get into. So there's that. Then I've got a community on Facebook, which has got about 3000 business owners in it at the moment, all going through various challenges, opportunities around growth and scale up. So that's the scale up your business community. And then I tend to sort of hang out a lot on LinkedIn and I'm in Clubhouse like all the time. So anyone listening who's in Clubhouse, you'll see me on stage probably every day these days uh, talking about different types of business. But yeah, people can find me anywhere. You know, I'm easy to get, Jess, easy to get. (laughs) So so I I just got an invite yesterday to uh, Clubhouse, but I don't have an Apple phone. So that's apparently a problem I just found out. But can you tell me a little bit about it? I, everybody's talking like it's yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: go and buy an buy an iPhone now. Okay. Or more importantly, go and buy like you know an iPad because you can use it off both platforms. Ah. You don't need to have it. Um, it's basically iOS only. Um, so what what it is? It's a an app, a social media app, a platform which allows people to speak to other people in what is effectively called rooms uh, and clubs. Okay. So, but what's, what's really interesting about it is there's no video, it's voice only. And it's very, very similar to what we're doing here. Like it's, it's almost like podcasting, but in a live environment. And I've been in rooms this week. I was on stage with Grant Cardone this week. Uh, So I was actually up in the speaker circle and there was 1500 people in the room. Uh, There's people like JT Fox, who I was on a room with and a few other people like that um, who have come in. Tony Robbins was in there for a while this week and you have, you, the thing that's interesting for me is because of what I do, which is buying businesses, scaling businesses and selling businesses, it gives me a platform to be able to engage and help people because lots of Q&A. So lots of business owners saying, well, how do I do this? How do I hire teams? How do I you know, fix my sales and marketing? And so I'm focused on helping them 
But I'll tell you what's happened this last 10 days. I've only been on there for 10 days, Jess. I had 665 inbound messages um, asking for business help in my Instagram direct messaging. And we still haven't had time to go through it all. So we're at capacity now of work just because of Clubhouse. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, my um, Sohail Khan, I don't know if you know him, he's the joint venture broker. Yeah, he, I was in a room with him. Yep. Okay. Been, he knows me. He's been raving about it uh, the last few days. So. Well, he's done, he did six figures in his first week of um, consultancy. And yeah, I've been on the stage with him a lot. There's a few of us who seem to get around the sort of same circles because I think we're in business growth. Um, and I've got something like, I think, 6,000 followers in 10 days there, which is pretty good, I think, considering it's a new platform. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely think you've got to get on there. And uh, it's a great place just for networking and those things. Awesome. Yeah, I've always been an Android person, but I, just for this, I might have to go buy a phone, I think so. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. I can I can thoroughly recommend it. You don't want to get fear of missing out either. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I miss you know I miss the uh, the uh, you know www craze back when it first started and some of these other things. I, I did get some of the Facebook stock luckily when it was early, but uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. So so tell me a little bit about um, you know I know you've been turned around many companies. Um, is there like a one turnaround story that you really just love to share that's that's really uh, helped some people out? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I've been involved in a lot um, and they all, they all do blend into one a little bit because <laughs> I think, I think the important thing for people to know is that there's only a number of characteristics that every business has to have in place for it to be optimized. Right. And happy to go through those, but it's, it's really just, you know, how do you align people, processes, systems, resources uh, in, in a very intentional way so that, you know, the result that you're trying to achieve with a business is directed appropriately. And, and it's, it's, it is actually as simple as maybe I made that sound, but a lot of people get sort of stuck in the, in the minutiae or they get stuck in their heads. The business leaders lose confidence. All, all sorts of things can happen, which then obviously knock that, knock that off course. So I can give you a couple of um, ones. I mean, the one, one that stands out was, was actually quite a, quite a rapid one. I came into a company that was uh, acquired by a bigger company. So I was based in the UK. Uh, I was brought into the CEO of a company that was acquired and I needed to fix the business quickly because it was going to be bolted into the core business. And then the business, the whole group was going to be sold. And I, I effectively came in, it was a 25 year old business and it wasn't performing particularly well, partly just because it didn't have the right capability around sales and marketing. So I think it's a good topic for, for this um, podcast too. And so I, I effectively restructured the sales team. So I brought in a more effective sales leader. Um, it, was a, it was an outbound call center model. So I brought in someone who was very, very militant and precise in the way they do things. Uh, and also injected a whole heap of fun into the sales team because in that environment, cold calling, all that is not fun, right? You need to make sure that people are motivated both in terms of reward and incentives, but also just the stuff that happens day to day. And it took us three and a half months to record the best ever sales performance in one month than the company had ever performed in 25 years. Wow. And, and then obviously things progressed since then. And then we ended up selling that company. So as I said, I was the CEO of the international part of it, but we sold that company for $2.3 billion to Blackstone private equity in 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's a good one. I wasn't, it'd be unfair to say that I was the guy that was running the whole company. I was running just one division of the company, but I had to turn around that division in order to maximize the value at sale. 
Okay. So when you go into a sales group like that and it's, you know, not underperforming and, and obviously you made a, a change in the management or the, the person leading it, but um, like, what are a couple of like sales tips that you would say that like help a company like that turn it around? You know, if they're obviously they have a pitch, but how do you fine tune that to make it so they can sell more? Yeah. I mean, the first part, I mean, I, I'm, I very much believe that marketing and sales are, are very joined. So I often say, you know, when you're talking about how do you, how do you um, build revenue, a lot of it's about customer acquisition as opposed to marketing and sales being separate. So the starting point for, for that particular business, which actually has been a bit of the playbook in other businesses, be super clear on who your customer is, mm. right? You know, don't try and be all things to everybody. Don't go out there and have, you know, wasted sales resource on, opportunities that don't really have any chance of converting. So the first part is be, you know, if, if you've, if you've tried to go too broad, you've got to niche down, you know, more than you perhaps think in order to, um, in, order, in order to find something that's going to really work. And so the, the kind of uh, juxtaposition or the paradox really is that the, the niche, the more niche you go, the better it works. Right. So that's, that's probably the first point. Second, second point is that, um, I'm going to put these two together because they do work together, measurement and action. Mm. So measuring performance across all parts of the, the chain and, and really, really focused action against the things that are working and not working will get you a quicker result, a more precise result than anything else. So, so we just got granular is probably the word um, and, and across all areas. And by getting granular uh, combined with the change of leadership and, and a bit more um, momentum uh, into the team, that's what turns it around quickly. Okay. So you had to niche down your um, marketing efforts of who you're contacting, as well as the message that's going to the person that's receiving that and kind of marrying those two. Yeah. So I, I used to, I, years ago, I used to did a little bit of work with Boston Consulting Group before I got into some of the private equity stuff. And we used to call this the killer equation. And the killer equation is, is absolute clarity on that target customer. And what that means is not just who they are. It's not demographics in those sort of things. It's, it's basically behaviors and standards and values. So you get really deep. Um, and then the, the, the part that brings that together is understanding their problem intimately. Right. You, you've got to know that. And once you've got those two things together, it becomes much easier to then identify exactly who your, as again, your scarce sales resource should be speaking to. And then the conversion rates go up because you've just got a better quality of, um, of audience coming through. Hmm. Nice. Perfect. Well, good. I, I, somebody came to my door. I lost my train of thought. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's right. Listen, I don't, yeah, I, you know what? Question. I've never edited my podcast. I've done, as I said, 140 episodes of Scale Up Your Business. I've never edited it once. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I don't believe, I, I think it's better when it's natural, right? So sometimes, you know, this could happen, Jess. The kids could come in in a minute, right? And, you know, they'll be like, hi, you know, that's yep. podcasting. Yeah, wave at everybody and say hi. And so, yeah, yeah. no, that's good. Um, so um, I'm going to steal one of these my questions here. How important is mindset in business versus the actual skill or experience? Yeah. I mean, I love, I love talking about mindset. Um, and it's actually one of the things that I don't talk about in the beginning of let's say client engagements these days. And there's a reason for that. But if you ask me, you know, what percentage of it, I'd say 70 to 80% of business success is mindset. Mm. And, and that's, that comes from my own personal journey as much as it does working with business leaders but the mechanics usually are fixable quite quickly. But the problem is if you can't, if you can't get your head focused, clear, present to be able to see I, either the issues or the ways of changing them, 
then everything just looks really hard. So, so I'll give an example again, back to sales and marketing. If you're not selling enough, there's only a few things that are happening that are causing that, right? Cause and effect. You're either not getting enough people um, becoming aware of you, right? What we would call top of funnel sort of stuff. You're either not driving enough leads, you know, once they are aware of you through whatever your mechanism is, whatever your process is, uh, or you're not, and, and then finally you're not converting enough of those leads, mm. right? Now that's really simple, right? And if you have metrics, you can measure it, but a lot of business leaders don't even get to that point because they start panicking about things they can't affect. Mm. Like, oh, the, you know, I'm not going to hit the quarter's numbers though. The business is going back forward. I haven't got cash flow. All of that is just fear and mindset coming into play and that clouds judgment which then means that actually it makes the, the position even worse. Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over $100,000 in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. So um, kind of a relevant question, um, you know, um, things are kind of, and I, this isn't a political show, but uh, obviously there's some crazy stuff going on here in the U.S. And, and so now there's, you know, there's Parler and there's Gab and there's all these different fragmented uh, um, marketing channels. Um, do you have any tips on like uh, going into these other areas and trying to, because, you know, your clients are going to be, you know, kind of split up a little bit. Do you have any um, ideas on how you would attack that new problem? Well, I'll tell you this, right? And this is, this is probably just a bit of an insight. I don't read the news, right? I don't believe in it. And it was one of my mentors who told me that a number of years ago. And when I say I don't read the news, I might, I might have a look at the headlines once a week, sure. like literally. So <laughs> I don't even know what's going on in the US right now. That sounds really ignorant. I, I, do, I, I sort of saw some stuff about, you know, uh, the, the president change is happening, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's been uh, mass cons uh, mass uh, censorship of uh, you know a certain political party, and so they're all fragmenting into these uh, different channels that nobody's ever heard of before. So right, okay. No, no. I, I can talk about you know how you leveraged um, leverage things like that. I mean, uh, you know what's interesting? I think for people listening to this, and 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 I'll go a little bit deeper into what I just said. I'm I'm in the process of building out a number of eight figure businesses. Okay. So I've got seven companies I own. Uh, I have different general managers running those companies. I'm always buying other businesses. I've got three negotiations right on the go. Now I'm actually selling businesses for two clients. Uh, I've got my family and I've got my exercise and, and that's it. Right. I don't actually do anything else, <laughs> which is, and, and, and that's deliberately by choice. I work in something called a 90 day cadence. And so I, I build myself up to be relentless and focused for 90 days on only the things that I care about. And then I close out the world of everything. Yep. Um, and that's, that's probably what I would say has allowed me to achieve certain things, <laughs> but it's a bit hardcore when you hear it for the first time, because it's not what a lot of people do. Oh no. I'm uh, currently going through the 12 week work week, uh, kind of narrowing your, your, your year into 12 weeks. Yeah, 12, 12 week year. It's brilliant. You yeah. like the book. I do so far. I, I'm I'm just uh, learning how to reschedule and how to you know block certain things and have buffer zones and stuff. And uh, but uh, it's it's interesting. But uh, um, 
yeah, I, I just had, you know, I had some clients kind of panicking going, okay, ha- you know, a third of my audience just left Facebook. What do I do? You know? Uh, so, so I was just kind of, uh, you know what? I can talk about that. I can talk about that. So, so, you know, one of the, one of the things I believe when it comes to um, your audience is the obvious thing is never, ever, ever rely on platforms. Yeah. Right. So we, we closed, I had a business last year that we closed down, which was an Amazon business, which probably sounds a little bit odd because obviously e-commerce and particularly online retail was such a boom um, through the whole COVID and lockdown. But the reason I closed it down is the business that we created wasn't differentiated enough versus a lot of people trying to enter the space. So it wasn't worth my time to continue. But the, the lesson for that also is everyone was land grabbing the Amazon marketplace. And, you know, Amazon just needs to change its algorithm or do something lock, you know, and they actually did do something, which is part of the reason we um, decided not to continue, which meant that it wasn't valuable for us to be there. So when, when you've got something like what's happening with uh, these different um, groups forming, you've got Facebook has the power because it's the marketplace. It's definitely the best um, ad platform um, that, you know, Instagram is pretty good as well. My advice to people is you've got to build a list You've got to take you've got to take the audience off the platform and then have them engaged in some form of community of your own, and that's the only way you have some level of um, sustainability and also predictability. Yeah, uh, in my in my LinkedIn book and a lot of the training I do, uh, one of the things I always say is the the most the, the most successful thing you can do with LinkedIn is get people off of LinkedIn. Uh, you know, get 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 a, you know get their phone number, get their email, get their you know whatever you can do your instant messaging, but stay stay where you can where you control that list. But yeah, it's, I, I, it's the I, truth of every, it's the truth of every platform, you know, and, and like, you know, we talked about clubhouse a minute ago, clubhouse is great in terms of the, uh, the way that you can interact one-to-one and you can get your message across, you know, there, there, there's an argument that any problem you've got, you like now in the future, you could just go into clubhouse and create a room very quickly with a topic and get a number of people in there to help you. So it's kind of game changing, but the strategy we've got with that, which is the strategy we have on all the platforms is take them off the platform, help them, whatever that is. Right. And then, and then, you know, give value for their data. So that, that could be joined, as I said, join the Facebook group I've got, whatever it is. But when people go and join those groups, we're obviously collecting their email addresses and phone numbers. So then we can sort of move the conversation somewhere else if we choose to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. So, yeah, I, I, and I don't know if you can even advertise on those, some of those platforms yet, but uh, you know, so you can, but uh, but once you do get them engaged, wherever it is, get them off of that platform is obviously the yeah, get them off that platform because yeah, and and this is where people kind of don't really get the idea of having an ecosystem, you know, a really intentional ecosystem underneath what you're trying to do, because it, it was one of my mentors said to me that um, you don't get rich by selling products, you get rich by building a product ecosystem. And, and that starts with what you give away for free. So for me, that's the podcast, right? Uh, you could arguably, my community is free as well. But then there's a range of different products and services that sit behind those two things that are free, which people can then pick and choose from depending on what their goals are. Yeah. And it escalates in value. So the premium stuff is, is expensive, but it's for a certain type of business, certain type of situation. Expensive in terms of it's, if you look at it on the, on the sticker shock, if you know what that concept is. However, if a business is going from seven to eight figures, spending six figures with us is not a big amount of money as long as they get the result. Right. Yeah, it's the return on investment. So that's awesome. 
Um, yeah, I actually, um, I, it's kind of a weird story, but I ended up buying a social media platform prior to all this stuff. And I wasn't going to open it till the end of the year, but I, so I, I threw it out to some buddies and said, Hey, you can sign up if you, if you get kicked off your other stuff but, or whatever. And, but, uh, so, but, um, but anyway, so that hopefully that'll uh, create a new ecosystem out there some, someday in the future. But, um, but I definitely think controlling your list is amazing. So, um, how did you, um, build your podcast so fast and it's i know it's a chart topping podcast and you did quickly so yeah um it's a it's interesting i um i didn't expect it to do what it did right and it wasn't it wasn't like you know i was suddenly going to go out there and get like a number one position on amazon and all that it just kind of happened a little bit more organically but there was a couple of things that we did that i think worked so first Firstly, we called it something that absolutely delivers on the promise. So it's called Scale Up Your Business. If you want to scale up your business, you come to my podcast, right? You don't have to second guess it. I think the concept of scale is also a very popular term right now because people don't really understand the difference between that and growth. So, you know, it's a a popular way of talking about more more systemic strategies for how you grow a business. And again, that's quite a, a topical thing. The... I, I, the first 25 episodes or thereabouts, I did just myself to Mike, right? And some of them were pretty emotive. So they told different stories about my childhood, career, uh, experiences I had through this journey of buying and selling businesses. And some of them pretty, as I said, quite personal, you know? And so I introduced the concept of mindset and routines and habits and, you know, how you can get yourself in the best possible position to be successful. So because I blend mindset and skill set, I think that was unique. If you, if you think about business podcasts, particularly because I was talking by myself, I wasn't just doing interviews in the beginning, that, that stood out in a sea of other ones. And then the last thing I did, which is probably a little bit more um, tactical, is I partnered up with groups on Facebook and I had, I had a, a team of VAs that were helping and we started to just join into joining conversations you know, using that team, that sort of social media team. And then we, we subtly promoted the podcast into those quite large entrepreneurship groups. Okay, yeah. And so that started to build some credibility and it grew quickly from that. But I think, I think the main, the main thing was just being, I hate the word authentic, but it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a crappy word. Right. But, but the, the reality is it's a real podcast, right? I don't, as I said, I don't edit it, you know, it's whatever happens. And I think that can sometimes be differentiated in a, in a world where everyone's trying to be something that they're not. You know what I mean? Hmm. I, sh- I think I might have to take that advice. I could save all kinds of money on the editing process. Well, you know, it comes back to a bit of confidence as well, Jess. I mean, like, I, I there, there are times where I'll stumble the words and I'll, you know, drop the mic or, you know, the dog comes in and knocks something over. Uh, but I've never shied away from that. And I think people... I tell you the feedback I get is this. They say, I feel like I know you. Mm. And I think that's quite a compliment. Yeah. You know? And I think I'd like it to feel like that. It doesn't feel overly mass produced. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I'll ever change that. But I think that's what it is. And I've also been consistent. This is the last thing I'll say. <laughs> I haven't missed an episode. I'm, I'm, re- I'm relentless with my dates and timings. People know it's going to come out on a Monday and a Thursday. And I think consistency matters because it's, you know, it's part of your, um, part of daily discipline. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Well, um, yeah, I want to thank you again for um, being on the show. Um, one quick last question though. Um, 
if you kind of lost everything and you just had to start over and you just needed to create some revenue and, and, you know, feed, feed, feed the family or something, um, you know, in business, of course, what, what would be something you would do? Yeah. It's, um, you know what, right. Um, people again can make this overly complex and they, and they, they, they sort of forget what they really have. I, I think your network and it's an overused word, your network is your net worth, right? Mm. Your connections are, are really important, your relationships. So if I wanted to get back to a, a stability, but also some, some serious wealth again, I would just leverage my network and I would leverage it in a way, which is how can I help you? So what is it from my experience, you know, my skill set, my mindset, even that's going to add value to you. Cause I love it. The, you might've heard the quote from Zig Ziglar, you know, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want or need in life. And so that's the first thing I would do. I wouldn't go out there trying to create or sell anything. I would be out there going out there trying to serve. And I think that's the quickest way to get opportunities and therefore be the quickest way to get back in the game. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, well, I actually got to see Zig one time. So he right at the end of his career. So I was lucky. But... Wow. No, I never, I never got to see him. But I, I remember that, that quote, and I'd never actually heard that quote um, it was a few years ago that I heard it, but I was in the world of private equity and I was, I was quite a bastard back then. I was just, it was all about money and stuff. Um, and I was starting to really struggle with my own um, identity because I didn't feel that connected to anything. And when I started to realize that there was a different way of thinking about things, much more led around contribution as well as income and impact. That's when everything changed. So, yeah, so that's, I, 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 it was kind of staring. The way to put this probably is it was always in front of me that that idea but i never really grasped it and then when i did get it everything started to improve dramatically yes yeah oh that's that's terrific yeah it's it's oh uh, same thing on linkedin when, when i talk to people it's about building relationships at the end of the day that's all that really matters is you know the quality of the people and the, and the and, you know and the effort you go into uh, serving them so but um well thank you nick uh, again where can we people find you online and uh, so they can reach out if they would like yeah to. online i mean i've got they can come to our website which is suyb.global so it's, it's actually scale up your business.global but it's suyb.global they can have a look at us there connect with me on instagram so find my profile there you'll see you'll see me with you know lots of scale up your business sites all around it uh, and then the other place i hang out jess is linkedin so if people direct message the one thing i say is i i always get back to people it's a bit of a challenge sometimes, but be patient and I will get back to you. Nice. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And make sure you listen to uh, the podcast, obviously, for uh, Nick's podcast, Scale scale Your Business, right? Scale Up Your Business. Scale That's up right. Business. Sorry. Scale you. Up Your Business. Yeah, there's a, there's a positive note of upness. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, everybody listening, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and share, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks again, everybody.